Gated In. Welcome to Community News. My name is Paul. And my name is Sasha. Ooh, springtime, Sasha. Hello there, ooh, springtime, Sasha. How are you today? Good. I think today's the first official day of spring. No, it's not. It's just the first couple days of April. It's not even the first days of spring, but everywhere I see people saying happy spring, happy spring. Right. I just want to make sure you're okay today. I'm not going to catch anything. You're over whatever virus ailment, whatever thing you had last week. I'm okay. Very odd. I had what felt like just a being run down kind of fighting off a cold, but it wasn't like anything specific. And yeah, I don't think I'm as nasal or hoarse today. Well, that's good. Well, I still think we need about a six-month quarantine between the two of us, and then we'll be ready to see each other after all this time. I think you'll be cured of everything by then, and we'll You're be so okay. Mean. You're going to get it to the point where I don't even want to podcast with you because I want to podcast with people that are happy to see me. I'm happy to see you. I see you right now. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at your beautiful face, listening to your melodious voice, talking to you. So I see you. It's just that I'm terrified of what would happen if I see you in person. It's weird. You developed a uh, phobia, it seems like, during COVID just towards me, just about seeing me. (laughs) You used to not have that phobia. We used to see each other very fluidly. Oh, that's what she said. What is it? So is it a Sasha phobia? I have to look that up on Google to see what it is. uh, A phobia for a specific person, though. That's it. Right. Just one person like COVID. Some people got where they can't see people or they're nervous around people or they're nervous around big crowds. You seem to have been left with just one symptom, which is Sasha phobia. Right. (laughs) Which might make me think that you're using that as an excuse. Perhaps you always were a little bit dreading seeing me, but you felt like we had no choice. And then when the whole world became virtual, you were like, that's it. I can quell my Sasha, like not wanting to deal with in person by saying I have Sasha phobia since COVID. I will take it even one better. I not only did that in December, November of 2019, I traveled to China and fed somebody a bat there to start this whole thing going. So this whole thing was started by that so I could do Zoom with you. Distance yourself with me. Right. Is that amazing? Not, you should find that flattering at this point. I don't. That doesn't play well into my own particular psychological issues. I do not need to feel that someone who I feel close to does not want to spend time with me. Well, speaking of that, thank you for the perfect segue because you did tell me that Townport is experimenting. It's starting on your street. They're starting to put some sort of gates on various streets in Townport. I don't know if it's to keep people in, to keep uh-huh. people out. Yes, Townport's never been a big gated community. I think there's a few condominiums in town that have gates, but that's about it. But I keep reading about how they're thinking to allay, to, um, what's the word? I was going to say allay. I don't think that's the word. To dissuade some of these people that come from other towns to break into houses and cars they're thinking about making gated communities like they have in like, I don't know, warm places like right. Florida and Arizona and Nevada. But it's going to be interesting because this is traditionally colonial looking houses, not gated community. And um, I don't know. I read about my friends in Florida who every single one of their gated communities, they can never get the gate to work. It's always broken. 
So I'm not sure that this is going to help dissuade the gang members who come and break into cars every weekend from doing that. What do you think? I just think it's just another obstacle for people in Townport to screw up, to hit a gate, to knock it down for it's now, so it's not functioning. I am not for this at all at this point. I say welcome one and all. Personal question, Paul. Do you ever leave your car door unlocked in front of your own house? Uh, no, I do not. I never leave my car door unlocked. Good. I wouldn't think it'd be good to admit I've heard. Right, exactly. What do I want? The people to come in? And the police have told me but, numerous times. Seriously. And I don't leave my car unlocked and I don't leave the keys in it. And I don't understand the insistence of the people who do. It takes 10 seconds to lock your car and grab your keys. Like, I don't understand that weird, like, block, mental block that they have. That's a like, precious 10 that. seconds that I'm not looking at TikTok or Snapchat or Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or I'm trying to think of any other social media stuff. A group text with the early morning people. Right, exactly. So I need that precious 10 seconds of my time. Otherwise, I could be missing out on world events that are going on. Well, I've even re- read people say and heard people say in person, I refuse to lock my car doors or take the keys in because this was always a friendly town, a neighborly town where you could keep it unlocked. And like, I think that's got to be the most ridiculous reason not to, to say that 50, 60 years ago you were able to. So why shouldn't you be able to still today? Those are the people who deserve to get their car stolen. That's what I have to say. I know. I mean, imagine just living everything in life by, well, 50 or 60 years ago, this was fine. So why, why shouldn't it be okay now? It would be like if I said to you, Paul, look at this adorable picture of you and your siblings when you were little at the beach in diapers. You didn't even have bathing suits on. You were just in diapers. Now, could you say now, 50 years later, hey, 50 years ago, my siblings and I went to the beach in diapers. We didn't have to put a bathing suit over it. We should be allowed the same privilege now. I mean, isn't that pretty much the same logic? You mean I can't go to the beach in my diaper like I like to? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Right. I'm saying just because it was good for little children under the age of six 50 years ago doesn't then make that apply that for the rest of your life, you're grandfathered in and you should be allowed to walk around at Campo Beach and the other Townport beaches in a diaper. It's the same thing with these people. I'm I'm sorry. I heard everything you said, but in my mind, all I'm picturing is some adult on the beach with his legs up in the air being desitin as his diaper is being changed. That's all I can say. I used to watch the Phil Donahue show in the 80s, and they had those people that came on that all they want in life is to be treated like babies and walk around with diapers and pacifiers, grown men. So So should we allow those, those, those specific men are banned from the Townport Beach, for oh, sure, 100%. 100%. We don't okay. want that kind of – but I'm just saying saying that because you could not lock your doors 50 years ago and not broken into, get broken into is a reason that you should be allowed to today. It's an analogy. you know. It's like saying because you could wear diapers on the beach 50 years ago as a child – now you should still be able to. Like, hey, I got used to this. My mom never put us in a bathing suit. We were just in diapers, you know? I love that analogy. I love it. 
Yes, and there's other analogies. No, just so you can stick with that one. That one is perfect. Yeah, I'm just saying that the logic of, hey, we used to be able to do this, so we should be able to now, doesn't hold a lot of water, right? Perfect, exactly. Exactly. So anyway, so I don't know where we were talking about, but some street is going to be gated in Townport, so look out for that. A couple other things I just want to say. Thank you to everyone at the Ice Cream Social. I had a blast there. I oh. ate more ice cream than I've ever eaten in my entire life. I wanted to ask you, how many times did you go back for seconds or thirds or? Keep going. Fourths? Keep going. Fifth? Keep going. No way could your stomach handle that much oh, ice cream. Oh, yes. I, I fasted for a week when I knew this thing was coming up. I oh ate eight goodness. bowls of ice cream. What? Yes. Was it sugar-free, fat-free? No, of course not. What is that? That's crap. That's not ice cream. That's eating crap. What? Sorbet? No, it was ice cream. It was good, hard ice cream the way it should be. I cannot believe that your stomach, of which you've shared with us some of your stomach sensitivities, could handle eight bowls of ice cream. I'm not exactly saying what happened afterwards the next day or two, but what I'm saying is it was a joyous occasion being there, (laughs) scarfing down all that ice cream at the time. That's for sure. I have to believe it was serving size like you get in fine dining, where it's just a little, you know, one and a half tablespoons. For most people, it was like that. But with those of us that have press credentials from Community Mm -hmm. News, we were able to get a lot bigger scoops than others. True. Wow. And how many toppings? Did you have a lot of different toppings? Hot. Well, I had hot fudge, of course. And I had M&Ms on some of them, of course. And I had what? Salted caramel? No, I don't like salted caramel. Yuck. Really? Yes, no. No, I like, um, and I also had um, whipped cream, of course. Yes. Uh, and that was it. So I just, you know, threw on a bunch of that perfect. crap like, on every single thing. And, and what about perfect. the ice cream, well, like the, the social component of it? Did you make some new friends? No, of course not. I just ate ice cream. That was all I did. I you made friends with the people who were scooping it out. That's who I made friends with, but no one you else there. You everybody else? You didn't try well, to You know, make- I'm a celebrity. We celebrities don't like <laughs> to mix and mingle with the common folk when we're out. So, yes, that I was too busy true. eating ice cream. I didn't want to talk to people when my face was covered in chocolate and there was like, you know, a stain of hot fudge coming down the front of my shirt. Not that I was the only one there like that, but, you know. But I bet they were looking at you and thinking... There's Paul from Community News with Paul and Sasha. Exactly. 1%. I was out somewhere last night and my friend slipped in. Somebody asked me at the table who I just met for the first time, do you have any hobbies? And I said, no, not really. And then she goes, she has a podcast that's rated in the top 1% of the world. And I said, oh, that's true. I said, I don't think of that as a hobby. It's the hard-hitting news. But you're right. I do have that. And I was to hear someone saying that exactly so uh yes it was great thank you again for the ice cream social i look forward to the next one to try to top my eight scoops um and finally we just want to wish everybody happy holidays passover starts tomorrow easter this sunday lots of festivities going on in town and uh happy holidays to everyone out there yeah i'm reading about all kinds of eggs extravaganzas that are happening egg searches and egg, you know, all kinds of like Easter themed right. things. I was even out to dinner with some friends the other night and they had bunny as an appetizer, fried bunny, which I could not partake in, but they're free gaming for Easter with some fried 
rabbit roadkill as like a decadent appetizer sound a little gross to me, but they said it was delicious. It was rabbit gnocchi. So oh gnocchi. my god! I know. All I could think of was poor Bugs Bunny, and you know he's such a Bugs Bunny's such a wise ass whose sense of humor I've always loved. But I was thinking how even his wise ass sense of humor couldn't get him out of that. Right. Exactly. The guillotine to be eaten as a pregame for Easter coming up. Exactly. Pre-gaming for Easter. So all I would like to um, say is a little bit of community news news that uh, we do have our new website up and running, communitynewspodcast.com or cnpodcast.com. And we have merch. We've been asked a lot over the years for some merch, for T-shirts. There's a bunch of merch on there in all different price ranges. Very affordable. I'm told. So go there for your CN merch. And as always, we appreciate all of our listeners. We got a list that there's some of you listening to us in the most obscure states where I don't know anyone that lives. And I want to know who you are and how you found us. So those of you in Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, West Virginia, Arkansas, can you write us and tell us how you found our show? either in the Apple's podcast review or just an email to us. I would love to know how you found us. Tell your friends. And for anyone who likes this show, if you haven't yet, please go to the Apple podcast page and rate and review us. Give us five stars. Tell us what you like about the show and make sure you're following or subscribed because that way you won't miss any shows and that way we won't miss any of you. That is perfect. Thank you. Perfect. Exactly. You couldn't have said it any better. Yeah, I wanted to update everyone about what's happening with community news. With all that said, um, summer's coming. Paul and I are planning for it. Next show, we'll have some good summer tips. But in the meantime, we love you, community. And that about wraps up the show. And as always, my name is Paul. As always, my name is Springtime Sasha. Oh, Springtime Sasha, I will see you again next Tuesday. I hope to be blooming each week. When I see you next Tuesday, Paul. Perfect. We'll talk to you again soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.